0: Despite our tendency to avoid it, failure can be beautiful.
1: Especially in two very different films, The Last Jedi and Unicorn Store.
0: Hello from elsewhere, I'm Casey.
1: And I'm Valerie.
0: Valerie, I have an all-important question for you today. Lay it on me. So normally we don't get very... That's
1: a weird phrase, lay it on me?
0: Yeah, don't say that again. (laughs) So we 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 don't normally get topical on our podcast here. We don't. We're above s- such things. Well, we <laughs> we're just. I I the goal was always to have a timelessness to our podcast, so you could listen to it whenever and not be like, um, why are they talking about such and such when that was you know years ago? But it's our podcast, and we're gonna break that rule today.
1: Do what you want.
0: So recently, the episode nine rise rise of phlegm episode nine <laughs> the episode nine rise of <laughs> the episode nine rise of skywalker trailer was released and i spent the whole weekend watching star wars celebration as one does
1: as one meaning you and the children yeah i did not
0: no you were being productive and i was <laughs> on the couch watching star wars hoopla but uh, there's a lot of good stuff in that trailer But one I wanted to talk about, and this is the all-important question: Is who is the Skywalker in the title, "The Rise of Skywalker"?
1: Obviously, it's Kylo Ren.
0: It is Kylo Ren, yes.
1: But it's his rise to the dark side. No,
0: it is not his (laughs) rise. Yeah, one hundred
1: percent. It's how this is his origin story of how he becomes the new Snoke, Palpatine.
0: This is the last episode in the Skywalker saga. They will not end it with a. Title that is so cynical and um, evil. Rogue
1: One killed off all of its main characters. Yeah, that wasn't the
0: final Kylo Ren episode, is in, going to rise a, to
1: be the ultimate dark side and to defeat all, all the light.
0: <laughs> You're just saying this to push my buttons because you know I am firmly in the camp of Ben Demption. Um, yeah, because
1: if he doesn't, be- <laughs> I was gonna ben say, was gonna say your- yeah, Ben Dempt. <laughs>
0: what's the verb form of ben
1: (laughs) because if he doesn't redeem himself then you can't ship ray and ren
0: that's true we haven't really well i guess we've sort of answered the question you're in the camp of it is skywalker means kylo ren slash ben solo but a rise to the dark side i also believe it's ben solo people keep forgetting about kylo ren everyone's like oh does it mean luke is ray actually a skywalker because that theory keeps propping back up annoyingly but people forget kylo ren is technically a skywalker anakin's his grandpa leia's his mom people forget because you know
1: our son brought up today that kind of blew my mind because i didn't like i think of leia as a skywalker because she's luke's sister and everything but he's like he was talking about how but i like that her name isn't leia skywalker that sounds weird Leia organa's we are way better and i was like yeah <laughs> it's true she doesn't get called skywalker ever She could have been General Skywalker. So did Ben change his
0: name to Skywalker from Ben Solo? Or is that a slap in the face of Han? A lightsaber in the chest of Han. I was going to say,
1: once you've already killed him, can you do anything worse?
0: (laughs) That's fair. That's fair.
1: She's done some dark things. I don't know if he can come back.
0: Anakin killed younglings. Let's not forget. Never forget. Never
1: forget. Never surrender.
0: That's not the quote. (laughs) But... Uh, we also asked on Instagram what who they thought the Skywalker was or is, Ooh, and so I'm going to share some of those. Um, Ethan Edgehill of the podcast Bacon and Eggs, he said me, <laughs> and also Becca, my friend Becca Edos. She says it's me. If it if it's if it's anyone that I know, it's Becca. But uh, a lot of people, and I've heard this a lot, think that. Skywalker is like a new title for the Jedi. Interesting. Because we sort of are seeing a...
1: So you no longer be a Jedi, you'll be a Skywalker. Right.
0: We're seeing an evolution of what it means to be a Jedi, especially in The Last Jedi with the whole don't completely destroy the past theme, but learn from the past and move forward kind of a thing. The Jedi need a new name. So that one I've heard a lot. Someone said Tony Hawk. Come on, Curtis. Tony Hawk. (laughs) Actually, I love that answer. (laughs) People think it's 3PO because... He was made by Anakin, so he's also a Skywalker.
1: (laughs) Interesting theory.
0: Some people do think it's Rey. Not necessarily that she's technically a Skywalker. That's just the title that she's taking on. So anyways. That
1: would make sense if she's becoming the leader of the new order, you know, like instead of Jedi's, the Skywalkers. And so she is that Skywalker.
0: Yeah. Also, there's some more reasons that I think it's Ben Solo, not just because of his, his lineage, but I think the trailer sets it up for example, um, there's like text on the screen, you know, that comes up between shots. And it says every generation has a legend. And then right after that moment is when they show Kylo Ren's tie silencer. So that leads me to think. Yeah, but scary. they show
1: Ray jumping over it.
0: Well, yes, it's a misdirect. <laughs> um, also, the very end of the trailer, it, uh, the music is very reminiscent of Kylo Ren's theme not race theme or the Force theme or uh, Luke and Leia or anything like that. It's As the title is coming up, it's like a more triumphant version of Kylo Ren's theme. See,
1: I can see why you don't like to watch trailers because you read a lot into them.
0: Yeah, so this is my problem and this won't happen again and I should have said this at the beginning, but uh, I don't like speculation. I know it sounds like I'm having fun, (laughs) but this is very, very nerve-wracking for me, but I felt like I needed to get my feelings out there i don't like speculation and i won't watch any more trailers after this we won't talk about speculation for episode nine after this but because um there's some star wars star warsiness to this episode i thought this would just be a good time to to discuss it
1: personally i love speculation i think it's fantastic
0: well and so one other thing that i thought about uh, immediately after the trailer was there's a line from the force awakens when kylo ren's talking to Darth Vader's helmet, and he says, I will finish what you started. And I think that that's meant to thematically come to fruition in episode nine, where, you know, Anakin Vader started uh, to kill Palpatine. But Palpatine's back in some form, episode nine, probably some sort of specter.
1: I love that the Star Wars fandom as a collective just knows that that's Palpatine's laugh. I didn't know that laugh. I was like, who is that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, some you and people, you and our son informed me.
0: Some people weren't sure, but then after so during they were live streaming a, a panel about episode nine, and right after they showed the panel the, the trailer the first time, Ian McDiarmid who plays Palpatine, came on stage. Oh and so that it sealed the deal, yeah. Major hit if hint. you didn't know, then then you really know that it's Palpatine. Interesting. Although I don't think it's Palpatine's laugh. I think it's the ghost of Merrick's mustache.
1: You and Merrick's mustache.
0: Bad joke. I, got, I have to have a few bad jokes every episode. It's like a requirement. You put it in the contract. Are <laughs> you <laughs> just staring at me? You're an idiot.
1: <laughs> Am I just eating because I'm bored?
0: Something we forgot last episode was to challenge each other to a word, a word of the day, a word of the episode. We totally forgot. We're like, yes. we're going to start this awesome new thing, and then we failed, which mm. is ironic for this episode about failure. Failure. Speaking of which, we're also trying a new mic setup. So, if the sound f- fails in some way,
1: that's all part of the episode's plan. That's how yeah. we
0: learn. That's, there's beauty in failure, and we might fail spectacularly this episode because we have a whole new setup. Yes. We're not hunched over one microphone <laughs> super close to each other.
1: I actually miss the closeness. This is weird. You're like across the table from me, and I can look at your face more clearly. I like it because like
0: I- my back isn't in severe pain. <laughs> i small
1: price to pay
0: we're married so i like being near you but sure, sure. Uh-huh. it's hard to have a like i don't know something about a, an episode
1: i'm just so used to doing it the other way that now like looking at you directly in the eye that's far away just really like i'm, I'm just staring at you
0: this is <laughs> a podcast we're supposed to be talking yeah not just staring at me
1: <laughs> i'm getting used to the new setup yeah you
0: know, it might fail that's okay um but yes, do you have a word of the episode to challenge me with?:
1: Yes, I would like you to use the word approximation.
0: Okay, approximation.
1: Yep. Not approximate or approximately. I want you to give me approximation.
0: Can you give us all a definition?
1: No, figure it out.
0: Well I, I know what it means <laughs> just I just for our listeners that might not, <laughs> you know, the younger crowd that might not have heard that word before what you're saying is you failed to have a definition ready
1: i did i failed to have a definition ready i'm also failing to spell it correctly
0: <laughs> so while you look that up we've been wanting to do an episode about failure for a while too which uh, that seems to be the running theme of our podcast is we've been wanting to do this episode for a long time but failure is something that we've really had on the docket for a while and uh like a angel from the heavens came unicorn store to uh give us some some way to and give us an opportunity to not only talk about the last jedi but to bring something else in and
1: right because i feel like they both talk about failure in very different ways
0: which is very different but they have some similarities and we kind of wanted to smush them together
1: because what greater mashup could there be than jedis and unicorns obviously
0: obviously okay you have a definition for
1: approximation a value or quantity that is nearly but not exactly correct
0: okay my word for you is i'm getting it's not phlegm my word for you is quotidian
1: quotidian
0: which is one of my favorite words quotidian means everyday or like boring kind of ordinary which my favorite thing my absolute favorite thing about the english language is how many interesting words there are for uninteresting definitions so like boring or everyday or ordinary or unoriginal there are so many words for that there's quotidian and Banal and pedestrian and prosaic and humdrum, and the list goes on and on and on. And I love it, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> the irony of English is wonderful. Approximation, right? That's what you said. Not yes. approximately. Approxim- approximation, and for you, is quotidian. Perfect. So, yeah, we're going to talk about failure and the beauty of failure, the positivity of failure, specifically in The Last Jedi and Unicorn Store. So, we'll start with The Last Jedi.
1: The last jedi
0: i appreciate your little intro jingles that you have for us always <laughs> prepared so on the surface the last jedi is about luke's failure and we'll talk about luke's failure but i think for me the the thesis sentence so to speak for our last jedi discussion is that the entire movie is about failure and that every single character fails in some way in this movie
1: i'm gonna say all except for two
0: two yep actually i just thought of one so let's see if they're the same so what are your two chewbacca chewbacca okay and rose and rose those were not mine i was gonna say the one character that does not fail is (laughs) r2d2 which is more fuel to the fire that he is the greatest star wars character in a movie surrounded by failure he's the one that succeeds
1: to be fair Chewie and R2-D2 are a little bit more supporting roles throughout the film. True. So they don't have as great of opportunities to fail.
0: That's fair. Whereas
1: I feel like Rose really doesn't fail.
0: I'm going to have to think that over. Chewbacca fails to eat that porg.
1: Is that failure or is that compassion? Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick to my guns. Chewie's my favorite character. He never fails
0: never fails that's he not true never fails. He failed to protect han in the force awakens he didn't shoot till it was too late
1: yes but would han have wanted chewie to shoot his son
0: no i'm not saying it was a bad failure but i'm just saying it was a compassionate it's not failure. a failure
1: <laughs> compassion's not a failure
0: and these are all kinds of all important questions <laughs> coming up already Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with Luke? Sure, why not? Okay. Well, let's just track Luke's journey prior to The Last Jedi, real quick. So, in the original trilogy, Luke has his journey of. Why are you smiling? (laughs) 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 You're an idiot. Yes, yes, you're very smart. Shut up. Mm. Um, You can just tell me that. Just grandpa of the Princess Bride every once in a while. Done. (laughs) Um, I had lost it now. (laughs) I was trying to track Luke's journey and then you just. Give me a look you're just
1: such a nerd <laughs> well yeah let, let us let us we're, go back and track we're a, luke's few, we're a few
0: episodes into a very nerdy podcast we've also been married for eight years no nine almost nine years eight and a half i think that you know i'm a nerd by now so when i think, I think say things like you let's know go more. back and track luke's journey it I should think, not be a surprise <laughs> to you
1: i think that you know more about luke's journey than you do about the year that we were married <laughs> <laughs> eight nine eight and a half
0: let the record show that valerie is crying (laughs) (laughs) not not out of tears of laughter uh, uh, you know being offended (laughs) she is laughing so hard that she is crying i'm so nerdy that she's crying that's what's happening your
1: nerdiness does that to me
0: let's track luke's journey from the original trilogy so i don't even know what i want to say now Let's just Luke succeeds. We'll say at the end of Return of the Jedi, right? And he succeeds,
1: saves his father. He saves his father. Saves pops.
0: That doesn't mean it wasn't har- Vader. hard getting there to save pops Vader. But but uh, ultimately, yes, he does succeed in Return of the Jedi. It ends in a very triumphant, happy Ewok celebration, full of fireworks and uh, and headless stormtrooper helmets, which the Ewoks probably ate. <laughs>
1: our children listen to this podcast Mm-mm. you can give them nightmares not
0: this one we've already covered death and <laughs> other various sordid affairs and one of them is the ewoks ate the Stormtrooper.
1: <laughs> such a dark thing i don't think they do people
0: say they're cute and cuddly but yeah on the surface yes
1: they're like the furbies of the star wars world or
0: your favorite gremlins yeah yeah no so anyways back to luke in the last jedi
1: you're going to give me reoccurring nightmares of Ewoks.
0: Of Ewoks? Yeah. You have nightmares of Ewoks? No,
1: you're going to give me reoccurring nightmares oh. of Ewoks. Just so. like my reoccurring nightmares of Gremlins as a child. I'm
0: really trying to talk about Luke right now. <laughs> and we're already way Luke, off track.
1: Luke, I'll bring him back. And So he drank some blue milk, and then he saved Pop's Vader.
0: Yep, that was and the journey. And then what happened? He's training. We get a little bit of background in some in Force Awakens and then a lot more in Last Jedi that he's been training a group of new Jedi students and it all fails and a lot of that is because of Luke's choices and a lot of it's because of Ben's choices too but Luke puts all of it on himself and he takes that failure to heart of the Jedi Temple failing and Ben Solo massacring the students and taking some with him supposedly the knights of ren and yeah luke takes that failure on him and runs away he hides on octo island and he wants to stay there he as he says do you think i came to this island because i wanted to be found he does not want to be found it's there was a reason that he made it hard to find and
1: right he completely gives up
0: yep he even cuts himself off from the force lets that failure consume him which let's get this out of the way we both love the last jedi if you thought this episode was going to be about how we think the last jedi is a failure as a movie this is not that episode (laughs) we're talking about failure as a theme within the movie and i i personally love luke's arc in the last jedi i appreciate it it makes me love luke Even more than I already did. And he was already one of my favorite characters.
1: I think it's his best film yet.
0: Boom. Mic drop.
1: So yeah. So Luke feels like he fails Ben. And uh, I just had a thought. How much would Luke actually know of what Ben has done? Like he knows about the school. Does he go hide right after that?
0: Maybe. There's that moment where he looks into Ben's mind. And it's very possible that he saw the future. And maybe it's an Oedipus Rex kind of situation where... And I don't... This is just off the cuff i have no idea what's explained like because in the novelization sometimes they explain more things but mm. um so this to be completely off base so tell me if it is but my understanding is that maybe luke when he looks into ben's mind he sees his future as kylo ren and by igniting his lightsaber he makes that future come to pass
1: interesting so he feels like he failed Ben. And so he goes off and hides. And I think he also feels like he's failed the Jedi's as a whole. You know, all of his other students are now gone. So I think that failure really obviously affects when Rey shows up. He has no desire to be her teacher. And I think that his interactions with her and Rey's attempt to become a Jedi is a failure from the very beginning because... He tosses the lightsaber and he marches off and slams a door in her face. He's throwing quite the little fit there where he doesn't want to be his, be her teacher.
0: And Luke has that whole monologue about the, the legacy of Jedi as failure, he says. Um, talking about how in the prequels they didn't see Sidious was... Pulling the strings this whole time, uh, Palpatine, and and also that Vader was created because of the failure of the Jedi, and I think Luke is not only taking on his own failures, but all past failures of all Jedi. He's sort of taken onto his sh- shoulders, and mm. it's uh that's a lot of pressure for one person to put on themselves.
1: Carrying the mantle.
0: Yeah, and he says, "I failed because I was Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master, a legend," and in that same scene ray says you didn't you didn't fail kylo kylo failed you and and she tells luke that his failure was thinking that kylo had already made his choice anything else to say about luke
1: i do feel like he finally comes around and feels and and uses his failures to like save the day you know he faces his failures i should say and he goes and faces off with uh, with ben which is the ultimate sacrifice he expends himself doing that and so he Which is interesting because you could almost see that as a failure. Like he goes off and he fights Ren and he does stall him, but then he ultimately dies. But because he was able to give the resistance time in doing so, I feel like he redeems himself there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love the end to Luke's whole story. And that showdown that you mentioned, Luke even tells him, I failed you, Ben. I'm sorry. And Kylo Ren tells him have you come to save me and save my soul? And Luke says no. And it's clear that Luke is just there to say sorry. He's there to own up to his failure and the mistakes that he made, but leave it to Bold Ben to, to take that apology or to reject it. And at least in the case of The Last Jedi, Kylo Ren rejects it at this point. But so what's interesting to me in The Last Jedi is that Luke tells Rey he has three lessons for her. The first lesson is about the Force and how the Force doesn't belong to anyone. It's just an energy field that surrounds everyone. And what's the second lesson
1: which is an idea i love because then we get to be part of the force casey yes exactly i don't have to be a skywalker to experience the force
0: so the second lesson that luke gives to ray is the one about the jedi being failure being failures and we don't get the third lesson in the movie
1: i didn't realize that
0: ray leaves before luke's able to give a third lesson there's a deleted scene, but deleted scenes aren't canon. The way I picture it, though, is that the third lesson is is subtle, and it's the end. It's Ray learning about sacrifice and um, saving your friends. And and I also think it's a lesson for Ben as well about sacrifice, and that failure's okay as long as you own up to it.
1: I like that. I haven't thought about that before.
0: We've talked a little bit about Ray. So what are Ray's failures in The Last Jedi?
1: I really feel like, I mean, she does fail in a lot of ways, especially according to Luke's. Um, Luke's trainings like he's trying to you know tell her to like reach out for the force and so she like physically reaches her hand out and uh, he teases her about that and then she also so when she does feel the force she finds the darkness in the island and he says and she goes to it and he says that you immediately went to the dark side so I, I think you could see that as a failure in her training but what I love about Rey is that she is the symbol of hope and I feel like she doesn't fail as much as um, some of the other characters in the film. She's willing to keep trying to become a Jedi. You know, she says, I'll try again. And she, and even after she goes to the dark, she doesn't come back remorseful of what she found or felt there. She's on a journey to learn and she's willing to learn where she can. And I like her her open-mindedness about that. And I think because she keeps coming back, she's such a... A hopeful character even at the very end of the film where she says you know well how do we how do we have a resistance with so few how do we build and and Leia says you know we have everything that we need and I just think that Ray is that symbol of hope she's going to rebuild because that's what needs to be done
0: yeah she's a very enduring character for all the parallels between her and Luke if you think about their upbringing and their youth Ray had a much harder life than Luke did Luke had yeah he was a farm boy but he had loving guardians that took care of him and taught him good things ray was alone fighting just to survive and i think that's where she learned that trait of picking yourself up again and accepting hardship and working against it and uh, she does fail in in some other ways too though like her goal as she grows closer to ben through the Force bonds is to turn him to the light and she says if we can if i go to him he will turn and she fails. She goes to him and...
1: In some sense. But he also does defeat Snoke.
0: Yes. But here's where they're, where she and Ben are mirror images is both of them have the goal of turning the other. He has a goal of turning her to his side. She has a goal of turning him to the light side. And they're at an impasse. And that's represented visually in them both pulling at the lightsaber and it breaks in half. They're sort of polar opposites of each other, also pulling at one another. There's a lot of amazing mirror and yin and yang symbolism in The Last Jedi. And a lot of that does come from their failures. Oh, also with Rey, a lot of her goal throughout the movie is to find out her, recognize her parents. She goes to that dark side cave with the goal of seeing her parents in the mirror, you know, she, she tells the mirror, show me my parents. And that fails. It just shows her herself. And I love that. Um, Ryan Johnson said he put that there because, well, in the Empire Strikes Back, the very worst, hardest thing that Luke could hear was that Darth Vader was his father. Right. And the very worst, the hardest, the, scariest thing that ray could learn was that she has to find her own place in this story that she doesn't have to be um, a legacy character with a destiny that the hardest thing she can hear is that she has to make her own path she has to make her own story right but that's a failure to to see she fails to see what she wants to see but it ends up being a good thing it ends up making her character stronger
1: failures man they're beautiful make us grow as much as we don't like them. I think another character who learns a lot from his failures, Poe Dameron.
0: Yes, Poe. Poe starts the, the movie with failure.
1: Which he doesn't see as failure. He's That's his, you know, his hubris. He sees the dreadnought and he says, we have the chance to take it down. And he ignores orders. And he, I mean, they do. They take it down. And what's interesting is I feel like if the movie ended right after that battle against the dreadnought, you could consider it a success you're like oh they took down the dreadnought and most people got away
0: oh yeah that's really interesting to think about that in uh in the context of like a new hope where a ton of x-wings went against the death star and only two x-wings one y-wing and a millennium falcon come back Right. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah, so if it was just that one little battle, you'd be like, we'll still chalk it up as a success, you know? We got the Dreadnought, and the rest of us got away. But because they can follow, um, it changes everything. The failures just keep growing from that point. And uh, Poe's comment about, you know, that they took down a Dreadnought, and, and but uh, Leia says, at what cost? And... Uh, he says that there were heroes on that mission. She says dead heroes. No leaders. Yeah, no leaders. Yeah, and so I think that's a so that's a a big learning point for Poe. It doesn't sink in yet. Takes him like the whole movie to catch on here. (laughs) Yeah, he spends the whole
0: movie realizing that there are consequences to...
1: to be fair, the whole movie is only like, what, a day in their lives? Yeah, it's not... So this is a lot of lessons for him to learn in one day. They're all learning a lot in one day.
0: But they are learning from failure. They are all all, uh, failures. But he does see it as a success, like you said. Leia sees it as failure, and uh, Poe's failure is, and his learning arc is all about how he sacrifices other people for what he thinks is the greater good. And speaking of Luke's lesson at the end, Poe's the first one to realize that Luke is there to sacrifice himself to save them. And I think that's when he completely and fully realizes that the the beauty of the lesson of sacrificing yourself versus sacrificing others i think that's the big lesson that he learns
1: right and i think it starts even just before that when they're in the little uh what are they called ski speeders and they're heading toward the cannon what's the name of the cannon
0: the super duper door buster
1: (laughs) yes that's the exact official cannon title
0: they call it old death star tech it's like a battering ram cannon or something i don't remember the official name of it but
1: so they're heading towards that and he's the one who calls it off and he says it's not it's not worth their lives like when he's finally starting to realize that some things are more important then he's starting to learn from his failures and so I feel like in his story there are some failures you can learn from um, like that where you know he's like okay we failed but we did our best we're gonna head back and try again regroup and then there are other failures that are just massive failures like all the deaths of the people who who it took to destroy the dreadnought
0: yeah while the movie is proposing that failure is a beautiful thing there are consequences especially when we don't consider them failures or if we do consider them consider them failures we run from it while Poe and Luke are learning slightly different lessons I think they're also learning the same lesson that we have to face our failures and accept them as such
1: right because Poe's other giant failure in the movie was his you know his opposition to Holdo and her plan I mean Holdo's plan would have succeeded if Poe hadn't gotten involved if he hadn't taken upon him taken it upon himself to say yeah sure rose and finn go off and um you know find the code breaker and sneak onto this uh death uh, not death star this uh, star destroyer and then let them capture you and then you have um what's his name the codebreaker dj dj yeah then you have dj giving away our plan of or you know the idea that all the all the little ships are trying to escape so because of poe allowing this to happen to encouraging it and his you know trying to take control from holdo and not trusting his leaders just like he didn't trust leia at the beginning of the movie when she said pull back um he fails them all hugely.
0: Yeah, there are big consequences. Because, yeah, Finn and Rose's story, or Finn and Rose's mission fails. Yes. And, yeah, Rose fails, see?
1: <laughs> see, I'm going to say that's not all her fault, though.
0: It's definitely not all her fault, but she's part of that mission. I'm
1: going to say she is on that mission because Poe and, and Finn encourage it. I think, I don't know if she knows. If she knew that Leia would have been so incredibly opposed to it, I don't know if she would have gone on that mission. She's swayed by the, uh, what does she call them, the heroes of the resistance.
0: Maybe that's her failure, is that she trusts too much. In, although I don't know if that's true, because she immediately sees through the, the veneer of it with right. shocking Finn. Okay,
1: Can we talk about this? She How Rose is not a failure? Let's take a moment. Let's to, go for it.
0: But for the record, I I like Rose. I'm just so set on the idea that only R two D two is the one that doesn't (laughs) fail. But I should be open-minded. So
1: your love of R two knows no bounds. Um, starting with when she meets Finn, she has protected the escape pods. Doesn't fail there. Um, she goes off to um. Oh, now my mind just went blank on the big casino town. Cantobite. Cantobite. Yeah. So they go off to Cantobite, and she manages to find a code breaker not you know the one they intended but still a code breaker to free all of the animals that uh, what are they called the uh, fathers and then she she just manages to wreck Cantobite like she wanted to she said she wished she could you know take out the whole city um which i mean she doesn't take out the whole thing but she does put a dent in it um she manages yeah to free the fathers and then they escape and then um they get Oh, and then when DJ insists upon payment um, up front, she gives him the Haitian smelt, her prized possession. That. She's willing to sacrifice, not a failure. Um, then she goes on to the um, Star Destroyer, and she like they get all the way to the end as much as they could, and she doesn't ever. I love that she never. What do you call it? Like she doesn't ever bemoan her own fate. Like she's willing to face face death if that's what it comes to for the resistance. Just like her sister did, and then you get all the way back to Crete in the ski speeders, where she saves the man she loves, Finn, and
0: then uh, she gets put in a coma. And she gets put in a coma, <laughs>
1: but we know she won't fail but us there. That's not there. necessarily. That's not necessarily. She'll come failure. back it's not a failure when you save the one you love yeah all right those are all my points for rose the, the non-failure
0: you've convinced me that it's rose and r2 i think i still think chewy failed to eat that porg
1: and i feel like ray fails in a lot of ways but she's still the ultimate hope of the movie
0: yeah yeah which is interesting to think about with leia who's also always been a symbol of hope um but leia fails she fails to rein Poe in for one not that that's all her responsibility that's a lot of Poe's failure but I think she would see it as a because fa- Poe's sort of her protege and I think she would see it as a failure of teaching him properly
1: right she's trying to teach him she gives him consequences to use a parental term here <laughs> for his actions he's now been demoted
0: and slapped yes both <laughs> but at the very well toward the end on crate, Leia has lost hope the spark is out, and that's hard to see with Leia because she's always that hopeful character. But you know what
1: I thought about with Leia and fails. her ultimate failure in the movie, as because she is she's been seen as the you know a symbol of hope for a generation. She's a symbol of hope, just like Luke is the is the hero and uh, of their generation. And she at the very end they're on crate and he she says, you know use my my personal code to send out the tr- transmission and if we have you know if you know people will come to our aid type of thing and nobody comes.
0: Mm, that's true. They
1: have lost all faith in Leia who was their symbol of hope.
0: That's hard that's really sad. yeah, especially considering we don't know what her role will be in episode nine right. considering Carrie Fisher and uh, that's a hard one to take. I don't know if there's much more to say about Finn like we said Finn, and Rose's mission fails, and... Um,
1: he fails on his attempts to get the Death Star to be able to stop tracking them. <sighs> Star Destroyer. They all have Star in the title, so I do that all the time. <laughs> um, and he also fails with his attempt to defeat the, the miniaturized Death Star tech, the Battering Ram, um, which, interestingly enough, he probably would have failed whether Rose stopped him or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think part of the reason that Poe called them all back is because that wasn't going to work
1: right even just one of them like he's just gonna drive down the the barrel of the gun so to speak he i don't think that's gonna stop miniaturized gesture attack one tiny blast
0: yeah yeah finn has to learn the lesson that poe has just learned that right racing headlong into danger while seemingly heroic isn't always the best choice that it's not going to always work which finn's arc whole arc is very interesting because it starts off with him trying to run away and by the end he's trying to he's finally realized his place in the whole journey and he's trying to run into danger which is the the opposite of what Poe's journey is being he's running headlong at the start into danger and by the end he has to learn to be a little bit more measured and I think by the end they're kind of meeting in the middle a little bit. Yeah I like that. So the film ends with the resistance in tatters. They've they have failed. But at the same time,
1: all that's left is what can fit on the Millennium Falcon.
0: Yeah, there's a couple dozen maybe people, more like a dozen. And as as you said Leia says we have everything we need. So I think she's gained a little bit of hope back because of Rey and because of Luke. Leia's found the, that little spark of hope that we have everything we need. So by the end, I think all the quote-unquote good characters have learned from failures, from have learned from the failures of the past whether their own or from the Jedi or whatever it might be. But Kylo Ren hasn't yet learned that lesson, and he didn't accept it. He didn't accept Luke's apology of of Luke finally coming to terms with his failure, but Kylo couldn't accept it.
1: We didn't talk about Kylo Ren and all of his failures.
0: We talked a little bit about how he fails to turn uh, Rey, but yeah, he does have more failures throughout.
1: Because he fails Luke. I mean, if we're going into the past as well, um, he ultimately fails his father. Right. And That's a big failure. Yeah. And uh, then he fails Luke and especially when Luke, you know, offers the apology and he turns it down and um, he fails Ray or fails to turn Ray at least. Um, And then he also, if you're talking about the ultimate failure to Snoke as well, who sees him as his protege. So the real question is, is who does Luke or who does, you know, Kylo Ren not fail? When it comes to other people's, like, perceived ideas of who Kylo Ren is or should be, he, I think he's only not failed himself.
0: Yeah, and I think that goes back into The Force Awakens, too. And the very start of The Last Jedi, where Snoke even tells him, you failed. Speaking of of his fight with Rey in the forest, he fails that. He fails in The Force Awakens, too. And what makes Kylo Ren a compelling character for me is, is that failure and his reaction to it and the hope that he can ultimately learn from it in episode nine
1: uh one last thought so luke says to kylo ren that you know he will not be the last jedi so does luke ultimately fail is he actually the last jedi
0: if skywalker is a title yeah well i think he's speaking of ray too he's calling ray a jedi right but
1: but will she actually be a jedi we don't know yet. Does he fail? We'll find out in episode nine. Dun, dun, dun.
0: I know you said the last thought, but it's important we have to bring up Yoda's line. Oh, absolutely. Which is the whole crux of, of failure in The Last Jedi, which is, he says, the greatest teacher failure is. Which I think is so powerful and beautiful and is what this entire movie about is about. Is that all these characters are learning or not learning from failure and failure is the greatest teacher if we let it be a teacher and that's Luke's that's Luke's journey and finally accepting that he made mistakes and he can learn from them he can teach them he can pass them on he's teaching Kylo Ren by apologizing he's teaching Poe and Ray and everyone else by sacrificing himself and not running from failure anymore
1: all right Casey are you ready for this
0: for unicorn store
1: for unicorn store
0: let's do it let's dive in
1: okay for those of you who don't know Unicorn Store is a movie on Netflix, and it has Captain Marvel in it.
0: Brie Larson is the star and director of Unicorn Store, and it is delightful. I don't know if people hate it or love it. Everyone I've talked to personally loves it, but I don't know if the world internet large... I feel like it could be large.
1: polarizing. It's a very quirky movie.
0: It's odd. It's a strange film, and I absolutely adore it.
1: Yes. But when we first watched it, because we watched it twice now, and um, when we ended it the first time, I remember you saying... I don't know what I just
0: watched. (laughs) And I didn't mean that as a bad way. It was just just wrapping my head around it thematically uh and what it all means. So it's
1: a very interesting movie. Go into it open-minded and you will love it. But
0: yes, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's totally worth it before, you know, watch it before you listen to the rest of of the episode and then come back because... It could be spoilery. Definitely spoilery. All right, let's dive into Unicorn Store.
1: So, one of the major failure themes I feel like in Unicorn Store is the potential of how her parents have failed her. Um, Maybe it's just because now that we are parents, I tend to view myself in movies like from the parents' perspective and think about the parents more than the protagonist these days. And so, I think it the movie starts out with home videos of her and she's clearly very free-spirited and she um, is in love with unicorns and her and her art and her parents um, have been very encouraging of her so as a parent I think that's so interesting like how much like the idea of how much support and encouragement to give your children versus also setting them up with realistic goals and uh, preparing them for the world at large like for example As a side anecdote, our six-year-old son, he once um, was singing a Cinderella song, and he just told me, he's like, I sing better than Cinderella, and I was like, well, trying to be like diplomatic about this, I was like, well, she's like a professional singer, you know, the actress who plays her is like a professional singer, and he's like, so we're on the same level then, and I was like, um, okay, like, you hate to be the one as a parent to shoot down your children's dreams. Or or if they think they're cool, you don't want to be like, no, nah, you're not cool. But at what point do you help them see things realistically? Like her parents are incredibly like in you know supportive of her um, which is interesting because that's their actual jobs that emotional quest they are there to be supportive and encouraging to all these lost children um, and so I, I think they take their role as uh, encouragers very seriously
0: I love the parents and part of it's because as someone with um, counseling training it's fun to always watch counselor type characters. And well, first of all, Bradley Whitford plays the dad, and he might be the most underrated actor around. He's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, Joan Cusack does great as the mom as well. And but the thing I love about this movie is that everything the parents say sounds is is painted in like a cheesy, um, pithy sort of light, like um, like platitudes. Um, right. But. And yet,
1: sounds like a cat
0: poster. They're all, yeah, exactly. And yet, it's all—they're all important lessons that she's supposed to be learning. And like, for example, when she decides to go on the canoe ride with them, and um, it's a very—all their lines are very. Um, if you're not paying attention, it could just be a line. But it's there's a lot of symbolism in their dialogue specifically. So when they're rowing, the dad's saying to all the rowers, "Reach into the future, push the past away." And it just sounds like a silly throwaway line, but that's a huge theme of the, of the movie and also kind of The Last Jedi. Reach into the future and, and push the past away with the whole burning Jedi tree and the Jedi books and learning from the past failures mm-hmm. of the Jedi. And to we move are what they move the moved beyond. Yeah, exactly. I like that. So the movie, Unicorn Story, it starts in failure. It starts with Brie Larson's failure from art school. Uh, she's painting this beautiful outside the lines
1: Self portrait.
0: colorful thing on the wall, and it's in stark contrast to the very drab, pretentiousness of all the other art school students. And she's kicked out of art school for it, or she fails out of art school for it. Um,
1: From her professor, the master of the stick in a box. Stick
0: in a box. He's the first one to do stick in a box. I love that. Like, there's been others that have copied stick in a box.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that Virgil says, stick in a box. Sounds like an idiot.
0: (laughs) Virgil. He's not. I've said it before.
1: Not on here, you haven't.
0: No, Virgil is my Patronus. I love Virgil Uh so much. I cannot express to you how much I love Virgil in this movie. If you want to know the things that I love, it is just... Virgil from Unicorn Store, in terms of fiction. In real life, I love other things, but in terms of fiction, the thing I love most is Virgil from Unicorn Store.
1: I love that the theme of failure is driven home so poignantly. Like, she comes home from college, she's back in her parents' house, she has to live in the basement, not her bedroom, which is, you know, so now she's the iconic college dropout living in her parents' basement. And then she is sitting on the couch, doesn't know what to do with herself. And so she is like, Watch just you know flipping through the channels and there's failure galore on commercials like you know everybody there is you know talking about a failure or i think there was an animal that gets eaten or whatever like there's just everything is a failure and
0: um and the end of the the ad for the temp agency is like you don't want to be a great disappointment do you
1: right (laughs) exactly so she gets the idea to go to the temp agency but then she has dinner with her parents and kevin his name
0: yeah, Kevin. Another fantastic act. I can't think of that actor's name, but yes. I love him. He's wonderful.
1: Um, But yeah, so he's, she's having dinner with her parents and Kevin. Or is it Kyle?
0: It's Kyle. I oh, don't know. I don't remember. Oh. It's something with a K.
1: I have Kevin written down.
0: Okay. So let's hope when it's I was taking notes at
1: the movie. <laughs>
0: I should have because he does fail when he falls in the river, um, anecdotally.
1: Right. But she feels like a failure compared to Kevin. You know, he's got a job and... and um, even though he says, I love the line where he's like, you know, everything I'm doing is super attainable, so you shouldn't feel like a you know like a failure compared to me. Like he's, like, <laughs> which then makes her feel like even more of a failure. But even down to the point where like she fails to please her parents because she won't eat the kale that's for dinner, and uh, you know, so she's still like a child. In that in that regard and she feels the need to like have a plan like she says I have a plan you know she's gonna join the temp agency and so she feels like having a plan is is the opposite of failure you know she's got this plan she's gonna move forward all gonna be fine
0: and almost like luke in the last jedi she reacts completely against the failure and hides from it and doesn't accept it and she tries to be normal or what what's an approximation of what she sees as normal um
1: right i was gonna say the same thing that the the similarly luke had a plan he was gonna you know teach kylo ren to be this great character you know this great jedi and and everything went wrong and now he's just keeping busy on octo just like they use the phrase in unicorn story just keeping busy
0: and while there are similarities with with what's um, oh, brie larson's character in the movie kit similarities with kit and luke in the last jedi we talked about how most of the characters are failures in this one everyone around kit seems to be living pretty happy contented lives and even though they might not have these crazy dreams and aspirations they're all pretty happy and they're not failures and this movie is sort of a laser focus on kit's failures specifically and her learning from them or refusing to learn from them through most of the movie but
1: so after kit decides to become a, a you know work for the temp agency and she's going to work at a um
0: pr and PR, r
1: yeah pr and r <laughs> yes and so she's
0: no p and r n r i don't remember what it is there's a lot (laughs) of p's and n's and ampersands and r's in there
1: yes and i love that her idea of success um you know success being the opposite of failure that her idea of becoming a success is to go and work but as she like gets ready to go to work she's wearing her mom's suit and she's um you know she's like i'm just gonna eat a eat a grapefruit and some flaxseed and uh and she's, she needs some legal pads. And so this idea that doing what everyone else and doing what all the adults are doing, you know, she's doing these, these quotidian things are what make her less of a failure. If she's willing to do what everyone else is doing, then she'll be successful. It makes me feel bad that I don't own a suit.
0: don't own a suit. I don't own a suit. Now, would you like her, the suit she wears to the first day at... The place or her crazy... Oh, the uh, fringe suit wanna, at the yeah, end? Yeah, <laughs> she's like, why are you wearing a costume? This is, these are just my clothes. These are just my clothes. Which would you wear to work?
1: The first one. I'm not bold enough to pull off the fringe technicolor suit.
0: You gotta have dreams.
1: Technicolor coats, dreams.
0: I know I said that most of the characters are happy, but there's this hint that some of them have given up on their dreams. Like the creepy vice president. I can't remember his name because he's creepy. Gary. Thank you. Um. Yeah, he, he's a very uncomfortable character to watch but also he has my favorite moment in the entire movie (laughs) when when she asks if he always wanted to work there if he had other dreams and he says like did I dream of figure skating but my parents wouldn't pay for lessons and then there's this extremely long shot on his face where he like is smiling and then very slowly you see the dreams drain from his face (laughs) and it's just an um, amazingly um beautiful and subtle and just wonderful bit of acting and it's hilarious and i love it and
1: right gary is the one who tells her that you know he says there's zero creativity in this company and it is killing me
0: and yeah he says we should just focus on what we do and
1: right and then at the end he shuts her down shuts down our creativity
0: they're not taking risks and um so in a way they're also avoiding failure because they're not even trying
1: to continue on with other characters around her i think the other characters around her feel like fitting in is the opposite of failure like her friend that she makes it work she's like the secretary
0: yeah i don't remember her names. Oh. there's a lot of names i have a better memory for star wars names than regular to human be fair names. we've only seen it twice <laughs> that's true
1: But we will watch it more because it's a great one. But yeah, her friend, I want to say like it's Becky or something. Anyways, her friend, as she's, you know, leaving one night from work, she goes, yeah, I gotta go. She says there's there's a dateline on single working women getting murdered and I should probably watch that. Um, I love the idea of the should probably watch that like if everyone else is watching Dateline That's what I should probably be doing this idea of fitting in being the opposite of failure Or or that makes you more of an adult and therefore a success
0: Yeah, and and what other people think or say about you letting that determine what's success and failure Like when she's in the basement with Virgil and she says like don't look at those Those are my artistic failures and he says according to who like he thinks they're good and she obviously had joy making them so why does why do we the movie is asking that question of why do we put so much stock in what other people say about us to determine whether we succeed or fail at something
1: yeah on that same line um Virgil um what's oh sorry on that same line Kit has a conversation with her mom um asking about and her mom asks about Virgil she's like is is he that that with the carpenter who, who's been, you know, working on the shed? And uh, she says, yeah, but he doesn't see himself as a carpenter. Or he doesn't see himself that way. Um, so that idea that we are really quick to... So that idea that we, we tend to see ourselves as less than or we see ourselves as our failures. Um, and it can take others to show us what we can do. Um, just like by Kits pushing Virgil, he learns that he can learn how to use a saw whose fancy name I can't remember and uh, that he can become something more become a carpenter and that he is that just by um, continuing to try at it and so she sees his successes um, just like Virgil and her parents see Kit's successes when they, when they decorate um, the stable for her and they put all of her great works on display. So other people can other people are are better at seeing our successes than ourselves often. Um we as humans are more likely to view our failures.
0: Yeah, there's so much good symbolism in this movie, especially if you're looking everything through the lens of failure. Like uh there's that line well, they're looking at the old shed and it's run down and they say some of the wood is rotted. And they, they uh I think it's Kit that says like we're gonna build a new thing out of this. And again much like The Last Jedi, taking those old failures or mistakes or um, the negative things of the past and reforming them into something new rather than just disregarding them completely.
1: Yeah, they're going to take that small bit of the resistance that's left and build something new. They have everything that they need.
0: Take the two halves of the lightsaber and rebuild a new one um
1: what's interesting is we haven't even talked about the main theme of the movie like the unicorn, unicorn
0: itself so what's the what's the thematic connection what is the metaphor
1: kit is trying to get a unicorn and uh, the unicorn will love you forever that's the major selling point. So I think that the unicorn is like this metaphor for learning to love yourself and I think that learning to love yourself is the ultimate success in this movie. Um the opposite of failure is when she comes to accept herself. Um and so when they say things like, you know, you need to build a home for the unicorn, it's like you need to build a home for yourself. You need to build a place where you're happy and you are feeling loved and that that's that is the unicorn.
0: Which comes to fruition when they build that shed. That's It ends up being for her, not for a unicorn.
1: Right. She feels loved there. She feels accepted. She feels like a success when she's in that space versus a failure. And she says that um, she's talking about the dream of the unicorn, of having her own unicorn coming true. And she says, now that this dream is coming true, what else is possible? And I liked the idea of, you know, when I was thinking about the unicorn being as like a metaphor for loving ourselves, um, when you think about, you know, now that I love myself, what else is possible? The whole world opens up.
0: I also think part of the symbolism also is accepting that real love isn't a fantasy and that sometimes it's if we're looking for that fantastical over-romanticized type of love that um, it's not as good as the real thing. And she's been blind to the love that's been in front of her this whole time. Like she didn't see the the paintings that her parents hung up on the wall that were hers. Um, She didn't see how awesome Virgil is because she was blinded by the fantasy. And for me, I also think that the unicorn store and the unicorn represent, they're like a parallel to what she thinks of art school, being that it's this fantasy and she thinks that's the only way to find success. And she gets the, like she has the opportunity to accept the unicorn and she rejects it because she realizes that it was just a fantasy and that she can be, Like you said, she can love herself without it, but also she can realize that the people around her love her.
1: Yeah, that idea that a unicorn is not just love but like unconditional love from others and she hasn't realized that her parents have unconditionally loved her and supported her through all of this um she kind of brushes her parents aside and Virgil says she says something about her mom being the worst and Virgil's like because she wants to cook you dinner like (laughs) (laughs) and I think that's common you know we are quick to not appreciate our parents um, or anyone around us we tend to take them for granted but that unconditional love of ourselves and unconditional love that other people will have for us and that we have for others i think that is the unicorn that ultimate success that makes makes up for all the failures it's messy and imperfect it's not going to be a perfect unicorn but it's real
0: and we might fail sometimes and she needs kit needs she needed that failure to help her realize all of this none of this would have been possible these lessons couldn't have been learned without failure. And I think, for me, the the major message of, of Unicorn Store is that failure is what creates us as as people, as human beings. And it's not opposed to what failure... It's not opposed to the the lessons of failure in The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is about, uh, like we said, failure is important. Uh, failure is how we learn. Um, failure also affects other, other people. Um, all these things can also be seen in Unicorn Store, I think especially there are those consequences when we try to hide it or run away from it
1: it's a great movie Definitely go watch it.
0: One final thought: There's the scene with the vacuum, and she's bedazzling the vacuum, and then she has the presentation. And I think in a lesser movie, that presentation would have succeeded.
1: Yes, I loved that. You expect it to succeed. Yeah, you because yeah, she this has this a great idea.
0: She has this great um, like speech, final battle kind of speech, and you think that yeah, you think she's might succeed, but
1: and the vacuum is sucking up for the failures.
0: But she is still needing to learn that you can't just vacuum up your failures and that even though she's bedazzling this vacuum she's not she's too weird and to be a vacuum like it's still a vacuum it's still boring and normal and yeah necessary but she's not a vacuum and she needs to um well because her mom at the scene after that her mom much like yoda has that great just central line of saying the most grown-up thing you can do is fail at things you care about. And she failed at the vacuum presentation, but I don't think she really cares about that.
1: The real failure was the art
0: school. The art school thing, yeah. Well, that's all we have on failure in The Last Jedi and Unicorn Store. Let us know what you think about uh, this theme, and maybe there's some other awesome movies that teach the beauty of failure, and I'm sure they're out there. We focus on these two, but why are you looking at me (laughs) that way?
1: Because you failed to use your word for the night. No, I didn't. (gasps) When did you use it? I totally Uh, missed it. I used mine.
0: It was so hidden.
1: I'm going to have to go back and listen. I was hoping that I had caught you in a failure on our episode about failures. That would
0: have been poetic, but no, I did say the word approximation. So
1: we failed to be
0: poetic. That's also true.
1: So the failures never end. And the learning never ends from the failures.
0: Well, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, et cetera. We love any feedback. And uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at elsewhere underscore pod. I'm also on Twitter personally at Ice Cream Manatee. Uh, Valerie is not on Twitter because she has more productive things to do than be on Twitter. And I applaud that. And I know I'm sounding very sarcastic, but (laughs) I am not trying to be sarcastic you're not on twitter and that's a good thing especially right now there's just rampant episode 9 speculation and i need to get off i'm not allowed on twitter for the next eight months. to be fair
1: i've said it before but your version of the internet is very different from my version of the internet
0: yeah that's true even if you were on twitter it would probably be curated very differently you would see like sewing things and book things Mm -hmm. and all wonderful things that you love on the internet and mine would be very different yeah thank you for joining us and thank you for joining us thank you for joining us and happy beeps
1: happy beeps you sounded like um you've got mail thank you everybody